everyone, and welcome to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. And I'm Bailey Merzik, also with the Department of Communication. Today, we're going to give you a sneak peek at Quality Month 2022, when we celebrate all the quality improvement and safety work taking place across the organization. Now, before we get into that discussion, be sure you go back and get caught up on all the quality episodes of The Wrap you may have missed. You can find the shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. New episodes can also be found on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel and as part of the headlines we can review. All right, let's talk quality. This year's Quality Month Symposium is set to kick off on October 4th, and this year's theme is Just Culture and Psychological Safety. We're joined by this year's keynote speaker, Dr. Joe Shapiro, and the Director of the Office of Patient Safety, Nicole Templeton. Dr. Shapiro and Nicole, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right, Dr. Shapiro, let's start with you. Can you first share with us your background and experience and tell us a little bit about your upcoming session on October 4th? Oh, glad to. And thanks again for having me. And I just love what you all are doing, um, not just for the one event, but all this effort that you put into something that's near and dear to all of our hearts. So I'm a, a head and neck surgeon. Um, I uh, have been um, in the Harvard Medical School system for pretty much my whole career. Um, and through the uh, last oh, over maybe two decades of my career, I have been also focusing on uh, looking at organizations, um, trying to push forward and be involved in and participate in and lead organizational change efforts, which came from my experience in some leadership positions. I was division chief for um, our uh, otolaryngology division at Brigham and Women's Hospital for about 17 years. I did some uh, work in education as a GME director for Mass General Brigham. Anyway, that and uh, being a practicing surgeon I was really, uh, I became aware of how important um, culture is and uh, the way we do things at our organization, uh, important to both our well being as those of us, you know, taking care of patients, doing education, research, et cetera, and also to, um, to the outcomes that we really care about, like the quality and safety of the care we give to patients. So I've been involved in, in working towards organizational programs and change initiatives to support a culture of trust and respect. Nicole, would you mind giving us a little bit about your background? Sure, Bailey. First, I want to say that I'm really looking forward to Dr. Shapiro's keynote session. I'm appreciative that our Quality Month planners have once again aligned the theme of Quality Month with high reliability. Um, that connection between high reliability, robust continuous improvement, and improving our culture of safety is essential in preventing patient and staff harm. Um, a quick note about my background, I'm a nurse by training and most of my bedside nursing experience um, was on active duty in the US Army Nurse Corps um, and as a civilian surgical ICU nurse. Um, I gained insight into the complexity um, of our healthcare system. You know, I understood um, the importance of clear standards and consistent performance, but it seemed like that that system or that process design always got in the way. Um, maybe a better way to say it is that the design of the work was so complex that I left work often feeling exhausted and worried that I missed something. Um, and then I had my first medication error, uh, an error which I immediately talked about, uh, told my charge nurse and the physicians so that we could provide the best care to the patient. Um, the patient was okay, but it really struck me how easily the error happened. 
uh, regardless of how hard I was working or how well-intentioned I was. Um, from then on, I was determined to make work work um, for our healthcare teams. And I've been doing quality and safety work ever since for about 15 years now. That's amazing. I love that you sort of took it as your personal journey, right? That, hey, I had this mistake, but I'm going to make the best of it and help others do their jobs better. So I think I think that's great. I'm glad you mentioned Dr. Shapiro's keynote. Dr. Shapiro, do you want to maybe dive into a little bit more detail about your keynote and what you'll be presenting uh, during Quality Month? Yes, I'd be glad to. And, and Nicole, just to also uh, respond to and link with what, what my keynote's about is, I think you, what you highlighted both from your, your meta perspective that you have in your leadership position, but also your personal perspective is that there's a lot about um, what we do that's influenced by the culture that we work in. Um, and I think that didn't used to be recognized, whether it was the culture of, uh, of you know trust and respect, like how we are with each other, um, whether it was around uh, the culture culture of patient safety, um, you know, both of all of this culture really has such a huge effect on the outcomes of the work we do, as I said, and I think that wasn't recognized years ago. And, and we sort of met many of us came to it from a, both a personal and a leadership perspective. And then, of course, there's a lot of research supporting that concept. So for me, that's the tie in to the, the keynote. Um, the idea that how we feel um, in at work, that is how we feel about our own psychological safety is a huge driver of outcomes. So what do we mean by that? Briefly, it's do we feel safe to, um, to speak up if we have concerns, to discuss an error if something goes wrong, um, to, uh, you know, to really uh, have our voices heard um, and that the organization and the team that we work in are going to not be punitive um, and will be welcoming of our voices. Doesn't mean we get a say in everything that happens. Um, this isn't about uh, a hierarchy, you know, blowing up the hierarchy in medicine. We have a hierarchy, I think it'd be, it's very functional, um, but it's a hierarchy of responsibility, not of respect. And I think um, psychological safety depends on mutual trust and respect. And it's got to be given to everybody um, who's, you know, who's at work, essentially. So that's really the, the, the kind of highlight uh, of the of the talk. That's awesome. So um, October 4th will be the, the keynote speaker. And we are going to have after the keynote speaker, Nicole is going to do a, a panel session on just culture and psychological safety to, to jump off that. So Nicole, can you tell us a little bit about that session that you're doing? Sure, thanks Bailey. I'm doing a focus session on just culture and then the panel will be there to uh, further discuss their experience with just culture when it went well and maybe when it didn't um, and answer questions from participants. So um, as I talked about before with my error, the key to it was that I felt safe to speak up and immediately talk about what happened. Um, our Michigan Medicine Safety Promise says that we're open and transparent about errors and we will stand up for those who speak up. Um, we're accountable for our actions and we'll learn from errors without blame, but we really need to learn how to live that safety promise. Uh, we need to have a just culture that seeks to understand how the system and environment and culture, um, all of that makes up that system around us, impacted choices and actions by individuals. If we all know that it's going to be a fair and just response when an error occurs, um, we will 
feel safer speaking up and we will have confidence um, that people are listening and that we are trying to fix the right causes when an error occurs. Um, so my, my talk is gonna give insight into that just culture thinking um, along with a tool that we've learned in our high reliability work called the Performance Management Decision Guide. Um, this tool helps guide leaders in response to an event. Um, this is so important to our culture work. If we want everyone to trust that they can speak up, our response must be fair and consistent, regardless of your role and where you work in the institution. Um, and the panel will further reiterate that commitment to a just culture. Um, I'm really excited um, for our panelists, and I know we still have a lot of work to do on just culture in the institution, and I'm really looking forward to the quality month activities um, to bring even more awareness and learning to our organization. Yeah, I love that. And I know that you just touched on it briefly, but can you even expand upon how this all fits into the high reliability journey that all of us at Michigan Medicine are currently on? Yes, Daniel, thanks for asking. So high reliability has taught us that we are all human and humans make mistakes. Um, the system or environment around us often contributes to us experiencing an error and certainly doesn't always catch um, or help um, stop that error from reaching patients or staff. And this is the cause of preventable harm. Um, in high reliability, we've invested in every staff and faculty the tools and skills um, for human error reduction. Those are our universal skills and tools and we have the leadership um, skills and tools as well. Um, so we have also made a commitment to building safer systems. Um, so part of that training said that we all need to speak up for safety and it gave us a tool called ARC um, that helps us speak up when it is hard. ARC is ask a question, request a change, say I have a safety concern and use our chain of command if the concern persists. Um, if the culture at Michigan Medicine is not a just culture, people will not feel safe using that tool, speaking up, um, reporting a near miss or an event. So foundationally, a just culture gives everyone um, that confidence, that, that psychological safety and knowing that there will not be retaliation or blame when an error occurs. Um, if everyone, no matter their role across our health system, trusts that they can speak up, we can learn about near misses, uh, gaps in our system, safety concerns, and we can put fixes into place so that no one, including our patients, have to experience errors and preventable harm. I just want to, um, if I could uh, uh, further piggyback on that, Nicole, I think that's really important. Um, so many things you said are important. And one one is this um, this gap between what we say we want as leaders in safety, which is a to move to a just culture, versus how steeped we all are, every healthcare organization, is in shame and blame. I mean, shame and blame was always the way we did things. And you can't just tell everybody, okay, now we're, oh, we're done with shame and blame. You know, that thing that we've done all of the time in every process for every single harm event, we're not doing that anymore. Um, I mean, you can tell them that, but it's just not going to work. <laughs> and so I think one, one thing that's key, and I'm going to talk a little bit about it and it sounds like, you, you know, you, you very much are going to focus on this is, okay, how do we walk the talk? Um, what are the barriers to actually 
you know, we could tell people to use this tool, but what are the barriers to their actually using it? And how do we overcome those barriers? I think that's what's so exciting about, uh, well, lots of things that, that, uh, uh, that I do, but particularly around safety is it really is very relational. It really comes down to, you know, not just technical issues, um, but how are we talking to each other? And, and, and again, psychological safety being a, you know, to me, one of the uh, touchstones that we need to be working on, but working on it, not in a theoretical way, in a really, I'm a surgeon. Okay. A very (laughs) practical way. What are we going to do to make this a reality? I agree. And and when somebody has the courage for the first time to say, okay, the, the system is committing to being fair, right? And to, to not having blame and shame when I speak up, I now have the courage and I'm going to do it. If we do not honor that commitment, um, then that's going to stop and everybody will not trust that we mean what we say. And so our commitment to living our safety promise and living it every day um, is essential and we have to take the steps to get there. So thank and, you. And I think that distrust would then go beyond just talking about the safety promise, right? It's really any other message that's coming down from leadership. If you're not talking the, or walking the talk, then they're not going to trust anything moving forward. Is that right? It's so true. Um, so when I when I was at the Brigham, I started the Center for Professionalism and Peer Support, and the you know the the idea was to uh, create a culture of trust and respect throughout the entire organization. And you've heard um, you know people say how you know it's it takes it takes a long time to build trust, but it's like an instantaneous uh, instantaneously short amount of time to destroy it and then have to try to rebuild it. So I think this sort of eyes wide open about let's look at where we are at risk for breaching trust and let's let's work on that and one thing nicole you said that i wanted to also honor was that um and i i just love hearing that from someone in your leadership position which is like we have some work to do right we're doing great and we have work to do so you're modeling in like a big leadership way exactly what we're after when we think of specific harm events. Okay, some things probably went well, but some things definitely didn't. Let's learn, you know, let's make changes. And for you to do that at the organizational level, that's, I think, exceptional leadership. And Nicole, you talked a little bit about psychological safety. Can you expand just a little bit more about that? Well, I'm sure Dr. Shapiro is much more of an expert on psychological safety than I am, but we really talk about it in the context of um, feeling confident that you are not going to be shamed or blamed or have any retaliation or retribution for speaking up with with an idea for change, a safety concern, um, something that you see that may need to or that may not be going as well as it could. Um, having that safety within your teams, uh, within the organization um, is essential. Dr. Shapiro, do you have anything to add to that about psychological safety? Really well said. I'll probably add a couple of things <laughs> during the presentation, but um, Nicole, that you really just uh, hit the nail on the head with that. That's awesome. Now, this has been an amazing conversation. Is there anything else the two of you would like to share about just culture or psychological safety that we haven't really touched on yet or just quality month in general? I, I would just like to um, to add to what's been said that I think one of the challenges, you know, when we have um, grand rounds, when we have, uh, a, you know, a keynote, when we have panels, when we, when we sit down is, um, is 
are people going to come out changed in some way so that they can actually change their behaviors? You know, even, I mean, attitude change is great, but also are we going to do anything differently? And one of the things I hope to to say and to invite people to think of is, and I'll give some examples, um, is what am I going to do that's that's going to support this kind of culture? And what am I doing now that may be undermining it unwittingly? I mean, none of us walks in trying to undermine any kind of uh, positive culture. Um, and then also for people to think, so what can I do individually? What can my team do that's going to be improving? And also, what does the organization need to do? Where are we failing in, 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 the, in these particular ways? And where are we succeeding? Let's do more of those. So I hope we can all think of this. And, and I feel this way about myself too. It's like, I need continuous improvement. And I think if people come away with a, with a growth mindset of like, hey, actually learning and growing, it's hard, but it's, it's what makes our lives really interesting. All right. Thank you guys for giving our listeners a preview of Quality Month. If you want to learn more about next month's festivities, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. All right, it's time for the lightning round when we ask our guests four quick fire questions. Now, Nicole, you're going to be in the hot seat today. So are you ready to go? I guess. <laughs> As the director of Office of Patient Safety, I know you have a lot going on at one time, but what would you say is the most satisfying part about your work? Oh, I love everything I do. It's hard to narrow it down. I always tell my team if if we walk out of work um, that day with having one less patient harmed or having one less staff member have to experience um, that error or what that's like, um, I feel like we're successful. So again, it goes back to what I said about making work work. Um, I want our systems to help everybody feel confident and um, just to keep everyone safe. Who would you say has been your biggest mentor at Michigan Medicine? Um, oh, thanks for asking. So I think Dr. Desmond, our chief medical officer, has been a great mentor in our pursuit of safety. Um, he certainly has helped build a lot of the systems. He is a transformational leader who listens and who prioritizes safety above all else. And I would say he's probably been my biggest mentor. All right. Not so much a work-related question. Outside of work, what is your favorite way to relax? I'm not sure it's so relaxing, but I'm usually on the sidelines of one of my kids' soccer games. So that's probably my favorite thing to do to unwind. That sounds great. Now, fall officially started this week. What would you say is your favorite season during the year? Fall is by far my favorite season. I love this. I look forward to sweater weather. <laughs> I like my donuts and my cider and um, yeah, I, I, I love watching college football. So fall for sure. All right. Thank you so much, Nicole, for playing along. And thanks again to Dr. Shapiro for sharing her insight today. For more details on Quality Month and all of the upcoming sessions, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. And be sure you visit Headlines for the rest of this week. You'll see the progress being made at the new pavilion at U of M Health. And you'll learn about a new program that will help you provide needed outside assistance and resources to our patients and families. You'll find all that and more later this week at mmheadlines.org. All right, Dan, we asked Nicole about her favorite season of the year. So what is yours? Well, I feel like Nicole stole all my thunder because it's definitely <laughs> fall. I love the, the cooler weather. I was just so over summer this year. I'm like, really? It's still like 85 degrees out. I was so done with that. 
but college football is here every Saturday from noon until midnight. You can watch college football. <laughs> um, I love that. I love the cider and donuts and, and all that stuff. So I definitely have to go with fall and the changing leaves and going on hikes and things like that during the fall. What about you, Bailey? Well, agreed to everything you guys both said. But I will say that I do like summer, um, not quite as much as fall, but summer would probably be my second because I do like laying outside, going to the beach, going to the pool. Um, not so much a fan of the really hot weather, but I do like to go swimming and stuff. So summer's good too. Totally fair. All right, it's time for the weekly trivia contest. We've got a softball question for you this week. What is the theme of this year's Quality Month Symposium? Once again, what is the theme of this year's Quality Month Symposium? All you have to do is check out today's headline story or rewind this podcast to find the answer. And once you know it, send it to headlines at med.umish.edu for the chance to win a prize. That's all the time we have for this week. Thanks again to Dr. Shapiro and Nicole for joining us. And thanks, as always, to all of our listeners and viewers for everything you do for patients, families, and each other. We'll see you next week.